0: You are now listening to The Philly Pod, a Philadelphia sports podcast.
1: Minnesota Vikings are just incapable of scoring more than seven points at Lincoln Financial Field. First in the 2017 championship game and now on the primetime stage on Monday night football. Kurt, who was who's scared of, of, of Kirk Cousins? Because I was like, I was tentative about Kirk Cousins. Steven, were you scared of Kurt Cousins whatsoever on the Monday night stage?
2: I was never scared of Kurt Cousins. I was just scared of Jonathan Gannon's incompetencies <laughs> against a quarterback that can actually somewhat throw a football.
1: We thought we thought Justin Jefferson was gonna have eight yards of cushion. We thought Gannon was gonna give him a ten yard head start off the line of scrimmage. But Kirk Cousins' prime time woes continue to haunt him. Two and nine, and now two and ten after Monday night. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to the recap episode of the Philly Pod, brought to you by thelibertyline.com. I'm your host today, Victor Williams. Be sure to follow me on all platforms at the Philly Pod Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all that. Good stuff. Uh, joined as always by my co-host. You can find him on social media platforms at Stephen Comrade Junior. Stephen. Uh, we were at the tailgates. we somehow made it back in time for the game. And we took a few days to uh, to rewatch the film, rewatch the game over again to to, to get more notes and analysis. But man, Jalen Hurts is uh finest performance of his career. Uh, I'll, I'll have to say, and it is just. I mean, I'm getting that. I'm getting that feeling. That's only week two, but I'm, I'm getting that feeling, man. I'm getting. <laughs>
2: Yep, I know exactly what you mean by that feeling, and I I do want to touch on that because that <laughs> deserves. I mean, quite honestly, we could talk about that feeling that I know everybody has inside of them. There, I, there's just mm-hmm. nobody in Philadelphia that can deny. It. And if you are, there's you're, no you're way, just bro. There's no way you just can't man. sit
1: here and say, like, bro, like this is it's early, it's early getting to that.
2: I'm not it's, saying we're like a Super two, Bowl bro, contender. But... Like, look, and I know you probably won't either. I mean, you I'm, you're gonna ask the questions on this say... podcast. I know you're going to, but I'm not here to make any of those claims. I'm just saying like it's literally two weeks into that end of this season and I can't tell you the last time after two weeks guys after two weeks into an Eagles season where I had this feeling and again we know we, we know what feeling we're talking about it's just that feeling we we barely ever get it and to be honest man so like Vic said we're at the tailgate we made it back alive luckily and I hope I hope everybody else that was tailgating and had to go some elsewhere after the game made it back safely that's you know priority number one right uh, first and foremost and uh you know so we're watching the game in uh vick's living room and i kept i don't know if you remember this man but i just kept telling you i just can't believe this is happening like i would sit yeah, down during commercial said that breaks a number of times instead of, <laughs> instead of going on my phone like i normally do on the commercial breaks i always refresh twitter i was honestly just sitting there just like stunned i was in staring all, at the wall and i saw you tweet
1: this morning like first thing in the morning like is anybody still stunned i'm like damn two days after the fact and we're still sitting here like, did that just happen? Cause we we expected like them to, to remain competitive with the Vikings and ultimately win the game, but not in that in that in that fashion. It surely was something something to behold. We're gonna dive into it all corners, nooks, and crannies, and take a brief look at Commander Carson coming up this Sunday. If you're new to the show, thank you for checking it out. Be sure to go subscribe on Apple iTunes, Spotify Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere else you get your podcast. Uh, if you're a recurring listener, you're here. You've been here for the long run. Appreciate you guys. All the same, be sure to go, just leave those reviews. Rate five stars. Each and every review does help with the exposure of the podcast, bring it to new eyes and ears, so on and so forth. Steven, I told you, uh, I told you prior to the game, and you gave me shit for it. I told you prior to the game that if whoever wins this game. Is the best team in the NFC, and then you looked at me like, "Why would you say that?" Because I don't know if that was fear or or tentativeness. I don't know. I don't know what it was. But I c- coming out of that game, there's no way you can't look at this team and say they are they are right now. I again, it's just two weeks, but they are the best team in the NFC. What team is better than them right now?
2: So, like, if the season ended right now. The season ended right now. Yes, two weeks. Yeah. The season That's ended right fair. now. They're the best team in the NFC.
1: I told you I told you uh Monday during the day before but before we left and I said this this game whoever wins this game is is like the top NFC contender. And you were like,
0: "What? What? Already, huh? Huh? What? Now, How you feel about no, it now?"
2: No, look, look, look. No, no, no. Listen, listen. Those that <laughs> that mindset I had at the time and I still kind of do now had nothing to do with my opinions on the Vikings or the Eagles. It's not that I'm trying to take away from either team obviously being an Eagles fan here it's just like it's hard for me again it's it's just two weeks and I get the question it's just hard for me I don't want to come out and make any of these statements right now I I still need to see more but I will say this man for anybody that's going to come out because there are those that exist and it's not Eagles fans it's always you know fans of other teams perhaps some in the media Mm -hmm. will come out with this agenda, but. Let's not um. Let's not take away from our schedule or the teams we're playing thus far two weeks. Like let's let's not do that. The Detroit Lions first and foremost are clearly a. Far improved team scoring exactly. over thirty five. They points gave they gave first two games. This they season. gave Washington okay? hell on Sunday, absolute hell on Sunday. Like
1: scoring thirty eight on them looks like it was no it was no easy feat. And and the Vikings, correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. But people before prior to the game, as soon as four hours before the game, people were calling Minnesota the top NFC contenders after correct. what they did the Green Bay week one. And now it's and now it's oh it was the Lions. And now it's oh the Vikings are ass. And mind you, the defense. There was some defensive struggles and Kirk. Cousins didn't do his receivers really any favors. We'll get into all that later. But you beat two solid squads to start the year. Like it's like two and zero, two and zero, no matter how I you would slice argue it. both
2: Detroit and Minnesota. And again, it's two weeks, but I think they are going to be in a dogfight with the Packers for that division yeah. by the end of the. Yeah,
1: season. They, they might be but if they need uh, Aaron Rodgers needs his receivers to to figure it out. So yeah, following of uh, week two, the Eagles are one of six remaining undefeated teams, and Jalen Hurts is a big, big reason why, with arguably the finest half, probably was the best half of his career. He started the game completing his first 12 attempts, the longest streak to open the game since he entered the NFL. His 83.9 completion percentage was the best for an Eagles quarterback since Nick Foles in December of 2018. And as we all know now, we've seen the records, but he's the first player on the Eagles to combine for 300 total yards in the first half since Michael Vick in the Monday night Massacre and also The first quarter and I know this is like you can kind of Curate your stats to make any records you want But he is the first player in NFL History to have 300 total To pass for 300 yards complete 80% of your passes And rush for two or more total Touchdowns in a game first player in NFL history To do that so Steven uh, As I was watching that game and we we said this. This is a breakout party eerily similar to that of Carson Wentz in that Monday night uh Washington game, the game where he was on the primetime stage and he did what he did. And and every he put the league on notice at that point. And and Hertz had a similar performance in this game on the Monday night spotlight. Uh man, when you complete you complete your first pass to Devontae Smith. So from the from the rip, you abolish any and all favoritism theories that regard AJ Brown. He found eight different receivers, got everybody involved. And he, he he tore apart that cover two shell that Minnesota tried to implement. I don't know what the plan was <laughs> defensively, but but Jalen Hurts, more so than his legs, stayed back there. And as a true pocket passer tore apart that defense, how did it feel to watch Hurts seemingly evolve right before our eyes on Monday night?
2: Well, first of all, we'll, we'll get into it, but I really want to touch on Jalen here specifically because this offensive game plan was phenomenal. We'll touch on it in a second. Like, I just thought it was like an absolute a-plus game called all around like obviously you got to give your credit to sirianni but even steichen who's calling plays now who has a i believe he's 10 and 3 or 8 and 3 or something like that since he started being the quote-unquote quote-unquote by the way right official play caller yeah, for the offense. 10 and
1: 3 nick sirianni gave shane steichen uh play calling duties halfway through last season that's when kind of the season turned around And, yes, Deichen has been 10-3 since taking over play caller doobies. So, certainly the uh, the, uh, the unsung hero of that offensive staff thus far.
2: Now, look, there is a lot of flowers to be given in this game because when you beat up on a team, the score doesn't tell you the story. Just Mm -hmm. like I think there's going to be a lot of numbers with this team that's not going to tell you the whole story. And and one of those has to do with Jalen Hurts.
1: Sirianni said in his press conference uh, about about an hour ago that he that he admittedly took his foot off the gas and told Shane to take his foot off the gas in in the second half. So there there you go.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and it you know I mean penalties were a problem. They were definitely running the ball a lot more, which is kind of I mean it's kind of what you want to do when you have the lead, especially behind this offensive line who played again. This offensive line deserves their flowers too, by the way. That's why I just made. That's why I just said everybody gets a hand in this one.
1: Yeah, speaking of penalties and the offensive line, what's going on with the uh, the ineligible man downfield? Like Dickerson had two of them, like another guy. Are they training for track meets? Like they're just getting off the line of scrimmage and sprinting downfield? Like what's, what's going on there?
2: <laughs> well, like obviously whenever penalties are brought up, everybody instantly goes to like coaching and lack of discipline. But like, again, I have no experience coaching or playing on the offensive line ever. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm just standing from the outside looking in here. But to me, what it looked like like, if, if you want my opinion, you'll have to ask somebody who actually knows offensive line-related things of football. But to me, it looks like these guys just want to go out there and just wreck the other team. Like, I, <laughs> I think their adrenaline's going. They're playing in front of that home crowd. Like, I honestly think, because it was several different guys. You said Dickerson. Somebody else got called Dickerson for it, Dickerson did in it twice. Line.
1: Ciamalo. I think Ciamalo did it once. lotta has been... Shaky in pass protection to start the year for some reason. But that's another topic.
2: (laughs) I'm thinking it's adrenaline, man. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. That's just the vibe I get. I just think Mm -hmm. they want to get to that next level and just blow people up, just murder the other team. That's just my guess on what that is. Hopefully, you know, they figure it out. Because luckily, they were playing in front of the home crowd where, you know, they were behind... Behind the Eagles, regardless of what was going on, I mean that definitely played a factor. Factor. Yeah, sit were, back and pretend the Eagles crowd. You know we have we got a tenth or tenth, twelfth man. Yeah, if we got we almost have that Seattle-esque home field
1: advantage, but it wasn't the way hurts want. Like it wasn't just hurts winning the game. It was how he did it. Basically standing in the pocket, taking the hits. At. Everybody swears that <laughs> he has it. You have to stay in the pocket to take hits to be a good quarterback. In his lead, but he 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 dropped back. He stood in the pocket. He took hits, and he delivered the ball all night long with precision and made passes that you wouldn't have seen him make last year. The twenty-four yarder, I think, to Dallas Goddard to end the half and get them in field goal position. The uh, his first incompletion, that he dropped beautifully into around three defenders. Like that's a pass I don't think he makes last year. So Hertz is just evolving, evolving as a passer before our eyes and the the encouraging signs. I didn't expect to see them this early, but all of these things with him training with the coaches in California and being with a consistent coaching staff for the second consecutive year, all this stuff, you're starting to see it pay off early and often for Jalen Hurts thus far ending the night 26 for 31 passing. That's 84% completion, 333 passing yards in addition to 57 rushing yards and three total touchdowns. One of which Steven, he dragged two defenders five yards into the end zone. When you are stockpiled like that at the six-yard line, like I saw the still frame, like if you see the still frame of how he was tackled at the six-yard line, there's no way he should have been able to, uh, to, uh, to get into the end zone. I think Hurts, as dangerous as a runner as he is, he's becoming almost as dangerous as a passer early on. And if those skill sets become equal footing, it's going to be extremely hard to defend.
2: So I can't remember if I was talking to you or who I had this conversation with somebody yesterday about him. And I, I feel like I totally skipped over your question a couple minute minutes ago. I'll touch on Jalen's performance, but this is kind of just like a general outlook on him now that we're, you know, two weeks into the season. Um, It's just very, very refreshing. First of all, it's clear now, like this is a conclusion you can come to, by the way. Mm-hmm. It is very clear he has worked on and improved upon significantly the biggest weaknesses in his game. You can't argue that. The proof is in the numbers. If mm-hmm. you're one of those one of those like eye test guys that doesn't care about numbers at all and you need to see it, there's proof there, too. Literally, just go through the games again. You don't even have to freeze for him. But he's getting the ball out quick. Like It's all clear, and the numbers indicate it. Um, but here's the thing, man. Not only did he do that, but... He was already so good as a rusher. We could argue he's probably top two or three rushing QBs in the league. I, my top three off the top of my head would probably be uh, Hertz, Lamar, and Josh Allen off the top of my head. I guess you could throw, mm-hmm. throw Kyler, Kyler in, in too, but he's smaller, yeah. man. I, I think Hertz kind of kind of gives you a combination of the physicality of Josh Allen as well mm-hmm. as the like speed uh, and, and I guess some finesse that Lamar brings you. But here's the thing, man. He improved as a runner. This guy... I think there was a bet, and I might have made content about it. You know, like a month ago. I I, I wish I put some serious money into the, into this stuff. I can't remember if there was a Hertz over under uh, rushing TDs this year, but anyway, he he ran for ten last year. I mean, that guy's on pace to to smash that if there's an over, you know, over what is it nine and a half or something like yeah. he, he might just finish like. And this goes into where you know there's there's people bring up the fact that he should be in the MVP conversation, and I hundred percent. He's third. Agree with that.
1: He's third right now behind uh, Josh Allen and so. Pat Mahomes. Literally third. And for all the people that it's just it's just the people like the the doubters and the uh and the uh what's the other word I'm looking for is naysayers are just like they're kind of eating the crow now because even through the air Hurts currently ranks 7th in passing yards, 576, yep. first in the league in yards per attempt and has a 97.1 passive rating and is 10th among all players in rushing touchdowns or rushing yards rather. I just it's the total package bro are we watching like the next russell wilson like i hate to throw the names out there but are we are we doing are we watching this well russell's cooked obviously but are we watching like the next version of prime russell wilson is this what's happening is this is this where we're headed
2: oh man i mean i guess that's the best comparison right i mean russ if you look at how he improved and and their skill sets but um chaelin is just so unique man he's so unique but i i see the comparison definitely I don't know. They're slightly different skill sets, but what I was getting at is I think the only thing lacking, and and this is going to be an issue with the casual fans who don't watch the games enough. I, I think maybe he'll change it. I don't know. We're only two weeks in, but I think his passing touchdowns may be low. So like, you know, there's going to be people who look up, you know, they'll yeah, literally yeah, yeah. just search Jalen Hurts. It's going like, to make what?
1: An, uh, it's gonna be tough to make an MVP case when you have one passing touchdown on the, on the stat. Yeah, but so. if you're <laughs>
2: top in, like, like you said, completion percentage, QB rating, all these things, yards per attempt, and then you factor that in with the team success, his rushing ability, like, you know what I mean? It's like, come on. He's not yeah, turning the ball over. Not, good job, Kenny G. You're, you're my boy and Yeah, your boy. Dude, just boy, catch such an the damn ball.
1: That's an eyesore. That's an such eye a sword dumb throw.
2: interception, too. You know, Remember just bounce tournament. off a screen pass. Mm-hmm. And as you know, every uh,
1: every primetime performance has one prime has one uh, standout play, and this one had to be that touchdown could probably count for one, but that fifty three yarder to Quez Watkins obviously mm. busted coverage because three defenders were staring at Dallas Goddard underneath, and Quez took advantage of it with his speed. But that fifty three yarder, and then the uh, the pose afterwards, where Jalen said, "I'm here, y'all was
2: y'all was hating, and now I'm here." I'm is, uh, I mean, I, I'm gonna I be can't careful what I say, him. but that's I can't up there, believe man. This in my life. I, There's the Iverson this step over. Yeah, see, then, that's um, doing too much. So
1: you always gotta, you always gotta go over the line. Nah,
2: dude, that is iconic. <laughs> that man threw a bomb, obviously causes wide open, but like back to back weeks where he's completing over 50 yeah. yard. AI passes. did that in the NBA finals. Like, come on. Yes, different I know, stages, but it's stages.
1: just but this was definitely his. It was definitely a signature moment, a moment for him. Looking forward to see more from Jalen Hurts as he moves on to take on. The guy that he uh, he replaced, Carson Wentz. We'll look into that matchup later on. The other man of the hour, Mr. Darius Slay. Welcome to Justin Jefferson to prison, essentially, without parole. Had this man in shambles. One catch for seven yards with Slay as the nearest receiver. Five passes defensed and obviously two interceptions. And he probably could have had two more with the way Kirk was throwing this ball. One of the big reasons I thought this game was going to remain close was because I thought Justin Jefferson was going to torch Jonathan Gannon's defense after his 184-yard, two-touchdown performance against the uh, Green Bay Packers in the season opener, and Darius Slade did everything he could to uh, to uh, keep Justin Jefferson at bay. His five pass breakups and two interceptions, he is the first eagle with that stat line in a game since Leto Shepard in 2006, and the last time it happened before him was Troy Vincent in 1999. So a lot of uh, things for mr darius slate to be happy about just one nfc uh player of the week defensive player of the week i, wa- I believe it was this morning steven how impressive was it to see the 31 year old <laughs> basically render one of the best receivers in the league non existent in that game i don't think i've seen have we seen I, a better I, cornerback performance like who was the last like shut down performance we've seen like i don't i can't recall yeah, seeing one in the eagles city.
2: by the way Forget oh, Eagles in like on a hole in the NFL because it's 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 such an offensive game now. It's so hard for like as good as a corner may be for them to, quote unquote, shut down a receiver. You know what I'm saying? Like Especially, especially a when guy of the likes of Justin Jefferson or changes. whoever else. It
1: is. it is. It is. It is. That was
2: my fear going into this game. That's why I was nervous when you asked me these questions. Like, you know, whoever wins this, are they the best in the NFC? And I'm just sitting here imagining Cousins throwing for 400 yards and Jay jets having, you know, 200 receiving yards. Like, just
1: yeah man really quickly man shout
2: out to all the people like he may have had for his standards for Darius Slay's standards right big play Slay standards he may have had a somewhat mediocre year his first year here last year phenomenal this year he looks like the best cornerback in the NFL so there's just I'm just saying man there was a weird portion of this fan base that was Trying to claim he was washed or overrated, or we, mm-hmm. you know, maybe gave up too much. Who, who do you want? Out? You want Jalen Mills out there? You want you want Ronald Darby? Like we got, hey, big we won the Super Bowl lay, with that tandem. We won the Super Bowl with Mills and Darby. <laughs>
1: yeah, barely. <laughs> it is what it is. And uh, and speaking of corners, that that the streets said were cooked. James Bradbury, not too bad through two weeks. Now he does have to get better at tackling. He might need to participate more in tackling drills throughout the week. But through two weeks, eleven targets on James Badbury, just four catches. And thirty yards allowed and zero touchdowns. So James Bradbury is also uh not as cooked as Giants fans tried to tell me he was. But yeah, Darius Slay, what a what a shutdown performance on on arguably the best receiver in the league and it's just it's like i said brought this on himself by the way yeah he he knew it was coming he said yeah basically he said he's happier to be in minnesota than than philadelphia prior to the game now obviously what else are you gonna say when you know you're playing for the team you accumulated all these stats with this team so obviously you're not going to bite the hand that feeds you but when you say things like that you know you say you say uh you set yourself up for those things so very good on uh so much on for Darius uh Slay.
2: Jalen Rager uh learning and, and taking in his greatness on the sideline <laughs> he pretty much watched himself out there get bitched
1: hey, Darius Slay had more receptions than Jalen Rager in this game just let it just to let you know so, mm. so I that is fantastic but speaking of the defense Jonathan Gannon with a uh, with a uh, with a very good uh back bounce back performance in this game after allowing DeAndre Swift to run wild for 144 yards last did he week. ever man yeah, he ran, he ran well. Gannon uh, adjusted accordingly, held Dalvin Cook to just 2.8 yards per carry. Now, obviously, Dalvin Cook only rushed uh, six times because the Minnesota was down early. So, you know, the run kind of goes away. You're playing catch-up, and, uh, and that kind of gets away from you. But to hold him to 2.8 yards per carry, good on Gannon. And here's the kicker against the Lions. Gannon only blitzed 15% of the time. And against the Vikings this week, mm. he sent blitzes on 33%. Minnesota's offensive snaps so that is uh encouraging to see he sent the house he made Kirk uncomfortable and that's what you want to see Fletcher Cox got to the quarterback for the second streak he had a
2: big game man
1: so that's uh this is this is all good uh good things to see with uh Jonathan Gannon's defense how impressed were you with with the rejuvenated defense after a lackluster outing uh, uh in Detroit in week one
2: I think that's why I'm most stunned. And obviously, like, Jalen's performance definitely surprised me. Even coming from, like, keep in mind, guys, for some of the new listeners, or even some of the people that are tuning in, like, me and Vic have been, we've let it been known that we believe in Jalen Hurts, and he can make that leap this season. But I was still stunned by his play. But, like, I think it's the fact that, you know, after Gannon's defense just got completely walked all over in week one, and we're going up against a Vikings team who, on paper, has a better offense, and the fact that we just, like... I mean, me, they look terrible. Like 7 points which was scored when, when when did they score the first points? I feel like who the Eagles? I think oh,
1: the was, Vikings. Oh, oh, uh I don't I don't I don't remember.
2: It didn't even like this score doesn't even it felt like we won by 30 in this game. Yeah, the score definitely doesn't, doesn't We had a field goal blocked and then Kenny G yeah. and shout out oh, to I don't uh, think Kenny G's in inter- a Drop pass led to anything, but I'm shout out to uh,
1: Aaron uh Aaron Sipos for that for that touchdown tackle because what was mm. it? I think it was 326 remaining in the third quarter, a forty-one yard attempt. And for whatever reason, Noah tangyai the, the tight end, just let Patrick Peterson like run right by him, didn't pick him up at all, ran right by and blocked the field goal, and uh Chris Boyd of the Vikings picked it up. And there was nothing but green grass in front of him, and somehow speedster, known speedster, aren't the punter locked him down for that tackle, and then Kirk Cousins throws the interception to Avante Maddox on the ensuing possession. So uh, that that was pretty much all uh the the hope that, that the Vikings had of catching up in that game and trying to make some type of comeback and Aaron sit boss thwarted that so good on him so good on him for uh for doing that but as a defensive hole, just very very good all around they were getting uh they were getting after it Irv Smith Jr. Well he had a really bad drop Irv Smith Jr. <laughs> had a couple of passes broken up by TJ Edwards and, uh, oh, and he Brad was Bat-
2: phenomenal in this game. Who uh, T J? And and I know it's kind of going around. Yeah, T J Edwards. Apparently, Nakobe Dean uh, didn't get any snaps in this game. Which again, he's still very young. Guys like yeah. we we got so many. Like I mean, Kaiser White drafted Nicobe Dean. What other linebacker? I feel like brought we brought in another linebacker. Maybe uh no, nah, we
1: just uh Kai Kaizier, TJ and um and uh and uh well, I guess Fredick, but he doesn't like <laughs> Yeah. He's but he's he's The uh,
2: point is TJ yeah. Edwards' growth, man. Like he's honestly like like he's legit. He he might be a three-down like linebacker. I feel like he was a one-dimensional guy when he first started here a couple years wow. ago.
1: Yeah, he's he's definitely a uh, he's definitely uh, coming coming into his own. and TJ was arguably the best linebacker throughout the summer so that was encouraging uh, uh uh to see as well. Uh one more takeaway from 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 the offense. How how many times did we say last week not to worry about uh, uh Devontae Smith and his zero catch
2: game in Detroit. Yeah, they made it a point to get him the ball and boy for for the for the ball distribution Jalen really of all the critiques right because at the end mm-hmm. of the day the quarterback touches the ball every play so the offense is he's responsible for some of the shortcomings or whatever the criticisms may be for all the critiques heading into this game he checked all of the boxes off and some like he got Devonte the ball check Got quez the ball check by the way quez by the way quez if that 33 yard uh, oh my God, that throw was freaking dime, dude. That on was the money, yeah, on yeah. the run. If that wasn't taken away, Quez would have finished with uh three had catches 100 for over hundred yards. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he would have had just, just over hundred yards. That was the third two
2: well, Goddard's a tight end, but four of the Eagles' top playmakers <laughs> had sixty-nine yards or more receiving. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> nice, nice, yeah. Smith uh, led all receivers with
1: seven receptions for eighty yards, and uh, you know as defenses try to slow down AJ Brown. Still had five catches for, for 69 yards in his own right. Smith is going to continue to see opportunities in that passing attack. And today, uh, or Monday rather was a good indication of what that is going to look like. He had the first catch of the game. He had back-to-back first down receptions uh, in the second quarter, and it was just uh it was just just seeing this offense all tied together and Miles, probably the quietest 80 yards I've ever seen, <laughs> but he mm-hmm. had his 80 yards. Yeah, 17 on the ground carries. As well. Yeah, that's a lot of those came in the second half, and they were just trying to, you know, eat away the eat away that clock but man what a what a monday night matchup and what a statement what a statement i to you're win you're
2: say massacre for a second there no,
1: no i can't can't say that because mike vick did uh did i mean six yeah that's
2: man, that's oh that's, man
1: that's this this felt like a massacre even though the score might not okay really quickly because
2: i know you, you you're gonna want to move on eventually in this podcast but i want to ask you like and i'm not again i don't want to get too ahead of myself but i'm just sitting here thinking about this and obviously like this team is great on paper no but we're not denying that we said that for months heading into the season, Eagles had a phenomenal off season. So we kind of, I'm not saying we saw this coming. I'm not saying that, but I had a feeling this team was going to be special this year, not to this extent, this early, but like, I'm just sitting here and it's like, man, like Jalen Hurts might just be like, must watch TV now. Kind of like how, do you remember Vic was, was that, what year was that? Uh, 2010 when he was just, every he was time must he watch field, TV, man. I'm not saying Hurts is, is, you know, going to do all that shit, but yeah, Hurts is, uh, he's, it's, it's, he's it's, getting it's just... in the conversation, man. The growth, man. He's 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 delivering balls
1: when the team needs to. His precision is getting better. His accuracy is getting better. He is multiple reads. When how many times when we were watching the game did we watch Jalen Hurts go from one read to the next, one read to the second read to the third read? He is processing things at at, at a the rate at which he is processing things is is unforeseen. It's and he's he's already moving up into that top eight top eight QB category. I think in today's latest nfl.com qb index he's he's at nine right behind uh kyle Murray. so it is it if he if he keeps doing this at this rate number one that extension is coming this offseason because they're gonna have no choice if he if he keeps playing like this because this is like this is like this is what super bowl teams look like like i hate to say it this early but like you and you don't even need hertz to play this well to 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 make your path to the Super Bowl like if he plays even like he did in Detroit and everyone else does his job and Jonathan Gannon you know does what he's supposed to do he brings his corners closer to the line of scrimmage he he implements his defense the way he's supposed to I don't I it is it is not hard to envision this team making a Super Bowl push this year.
2: Oh, you had to just say it, man. It's,
1: uh, it's you had try. To you go, try. Man. You try not to. You try not to. But like, it's hard <laughs> to. It's hard. It's. It's. They're. They're the top team in the NFC, in my opinion, right now. I know the Bucs are there and Brady's there and they just brought in Cole Beasley. So we'll see what that is. Dallas obviously won't be. You're going to get you know, a lot of games back. like
2: this, though. Like you said, to, to me, this was a whole team performance, obviously. But I think you just made a really good point about I think Hertz kind of went in this went into this game and his mindset was like and now obviously there was a lot of smart decisions. Like I thought he was. A lot of it was taking what, I guess, what the defense is giving you, but mm-hmm. he definitely went in this game and won it, whereas in yeah, the yeah. Detroit game, it was kind of like, there was he had his moments, but you just felt like he wasn't trying to hurt the team, obviously. I mean, he did what he needed to to win that game in week one, whereas this game, he was like, oh man, all eyes on me, I'm putting the team on my back, I'm going to make every freaking play possible a- on this field. It was a it, he was in a zone, man. You just hardly, you just don't see that a lot. And I'm talking like football as a whole. Like it, it felt like he just went out there. He was in his own world. Like nothing was going to like break him off of his, his like focus. Like he was in a zone, man. I don't know how else to put it. It was just absurd. I never thought we would see a game like that from him this season. Like he obviously. Some people it's didn't the think they'd see
1: a game like this ever, ever. And when you go 26 for 31, like that's not, that's not, that, that's is, that saying, is, that right. is an elite passing stat line. It's the it's way he's winning games. It's not just a good games. game, it's man. Surgical, that's like. Surgical. Picked apart ugh. that defense. And, and Minnesota didn't adjust for whatever reason. At one point they had, uh, I forget the guy's name, number 98 on the Vikings. He's a 260 pound linebacker. Matched up on Devontae Smith. Like, and of course Devontae going to win that matchup. And Hurts, of course, hits him. Right we're right right over the middle. He just
2: gets the ball out so quick too. And then like zip, our offensive line crisp. is healthy and rolling. He'll stay stay back. And I mean, my God, there were some situations early in this game, I'm thinking I think it was a third and twelve or third and or maybe it was second and sixteen. I forget what it was. Just a lot of like rough downs due to the penalties they were getting backed up. That one completion to Quez, I don't know if you recall early on, he got out of the pocket and just whipped it between two defenders we needed 16 he got 14 on the play obviously kept the kept the drive alive I believe it was a second and long but there's just been so many um instances of that like he's a just like a superhero man like he's just gonna find a way he's gonna tuck and run like this is what we're saying when we talk about mvp this is what an mvp does
1: yeah this is this is yeah man and you and like 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 we mentioned earlier in this in this podcast he's they're, they're winning because of him they're not winning with him they're winning because of him and it's 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 right. a big deal for a young guy who just turned what 24 years old and the development the, the development is there. The Eagles, if they keep doing this, and and this is when I, I hate making the comparison to Josh Allen because I think the skill sets are different, but he took off when you got number one receiver, Stephon Diggs, his stats uh increased incredibly. And the same thing is happening here with Jalen Hurts. You had AJ Brown to the offense, and everything else is clicking. And it's it's even if you know, I don't know how many people, how many linebackers. In the NFL today, there's maybe eight, nine of them maybe where you can sit them over the middle to try to contain Jalen Hurts. And even if you know he's going to run, Hurts wins the athleticism like comparison there. And he's just going to get, continue to get first down. There's so many different ways this offense can beat you that I don't know what defense. Not saying like no defense is ever going to, to neutralize this offense because it's going to happen at some point. But man, on paper, it's tough to see how you can, you can stop everything. And it's uh, very encouraging to see. But looking ahead now, or I guess, Ed, do, do you want to put a bow on this game? Anything else that, that stood out to you before we take a early look at, at
2: the Washington game? Uh, I think I'll just end on this because we could really – I could talk about Jalen for like another yeah, the rest of the I day know. alone. <laughs> but it just was a fabulously called game on both sides of the ball. But most, more specifically, like – because we touched on Gannon and obviously Slay's performance, the blitz ratio and stuff like that. But uh-huh. – Man, I think what you saw on this Vikings game from the offense from a play calling standpoint, that's Philadelphia Eagles football because believe it or not, as much as Jalen went out there and threw it as much as he did, and again, it's kind of the numbers are a little skewed cuz we went super run heavy, very conservative in the second half, but somehow some way they still finished with damn near a 50 run, 50 pass ratio, 50-50, which is that's the formula right there and obviously spreading the ball around, which I don't care about as much like it was cool that everybody got their touches, but I'm not going to sit here and trip if they're winning games. And if we have another game where A.J. Brown has like 15, I really don't care. I don't care. But the game you just saw from the offense, that's the that's the Philadelphia Eagles right there, man. All nailing on all cylinders, all three levels of the field. Like, you know what I mean? Just at
1: all levels. And hey, if this keeps if this keeps up. I know uh, much of the talk was Jonathan Gannon getting head coaching opportunities, but man, somebody's going to poach Steichen if this oh,
2: man. if this Let's keeps up.
1: That. They're, they're going to if they see that kind of success this season, he might get uh, he might get poached, and it's not like the Vikings like so. So the Vikings thought that the the thing with the Vikings is that they forced Jalen Hurts to throw. They they did blitz at times, not nearly as much as the Lions did, but they when they dropped seven back into the cover two, cover four shells. They thought that they were going to have the counter to Jalen Hurts throwing the ball. We'll let him beat us with his legs, but he's not going to beat us with his arm. And they certainly proved that wrong because <laughs> Hurts was uh, masterful in the way that uh, he delivered the ball and styking with his route concepts, the way he opened the, up the middle of the field, the way he uh, up tempo. There was a lot more tempo to this game. I don't, I don't know if you noticed, but man, they, they, like you said, a perfect, a perfect play call and uh, encouraging things to see, uh, to see him uh, moving forward. So, uh, a, a brief look before we do a full episode, either today or tomorrow on the Washington matchup, but man, paying a visit to uh, old Commander Carson over there, who, uh, we, we got a good look at, uh, on Red Zone, we got a good look at what was going wrong and some of the things he did well. He's racking up a lot of yards. I think he is topping the league in yards. I forget what the exact stat is. I think he might lead the league, uh, in yards, but you know, some of those old tendencies are there, holding on to the ball and not going down and, uh. Not nearly as mobile as he was in years past. Maybe he just ditched that altogether. Uh, but man, what are some early, uh, early, early leans? I guess I'll say as far as this game, what are you concerned about? I know, I know, uh, we make a lot of jokes regarding Carson here, but it's going to be Carson's <laughs> going to act like it's just another game, but we know oh, man. there's going to be some emotion involved.
2: Well, to touch on Carson, obviously we were pro Carson back in the day, but believe it or mm-hmm. not, guys. I don't know if you're, those people are still around that like I mean I have people I have people who literally blocked me on all social platforms oh, yeah, just because yeah. I backed up Carson Wentz when he was on the Eagles yeah. like get a grip get a freaking grip man <laughs> this has always been my mindset ever since you know the day he was traded to the Commanders I I always kind of felt like first of all he got singled out too much in Indianapolis obviously boy did he play a part in that collapse that they had but if you look at the Colts now they're a disaster everybody was like oh you know Matt Ryan will be they're More cursed for man. that
1: team. They're cursed for what they did to Andrew Luck. They're not going to see any success at the QB position for a while, just because of how the Andrew Luck situation went down.
2: <laughs> Could be. I would not want to be a fan of that team. I mean, they tied the Texans. Yeah, sorry, Pat McAfee, I they... bro. <laughs> Oh, I know. It's a shame. I don't know. I, I Really quickly, obviously, Carson is still Carson. I've paid very close attention to both of the Commanders games this season. Um, like, when they played a good team, which is the Detroit Lions, they fell behind early, which is very, very Uh, similar to what happened here in philly a lot of times he would come out the offense would come out to slow starts whether he deserves the blame or not is an entirely another story obviously got that team rolling back but when you're down 22 to zero there's only so much you can do uh i just think personally his fit on the commanders is much better than the colts i think they have better receivers Mm -hmm. obviously the running game was much better uh in indianapolis but i think the commanders are kind of letting him kind of play his game a little bit more. And right. I think they're going to be better than most people think. But I, I, I think, <laughs> and maybe he's going to play with a lot more focus and juice against the Eagles, which mm-hmm. honestly may hurt him. It may hurt him because as we know, he always wants to hit that home run ball right, make man, that big play slinger. and against he's this. Slinging defense, that shit. All right, man. I don't know, man. I, it could be a recipe for disaster for him. So uh, it's it's such an intriguing matchup. You can't deny, like these are the things that make sports so exciting, these kind of storylines. You know what I mean? It makes, I know it's like a terrible comparison, but like, just reminds me of the the old days back in school. You know what I mean? When you, you look forward to going to gym class to beat up on that kid that's been talking smack at the lunch table. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: he's the word I would probably use is dangerous. He's he's a dangerous quarterback to himself also. So <laughs> he's dangerous. Yeah, yeah That's what Series I mean. He's playing again. He's dangerous to himself. He's just a menace to the to the football field. You mentioned McLaurin, uh, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel. That is a uh, that is a mm. uh, that's a pretty good wide receiver trio over there. So they, they still
2: have they, um. Who's their tight end?
1: Is that Logan Thomas over there? Exactly yeah, he's is. solid. Yeah he's, back. Right. yeah, he's good. Antonio Gibson's pretty good. They got yeah, he's, JD, he's good. J.D. McKissick, I think. I think he's over there. But uh, I think the big matchup will be uh, the, uh, the pass rush against basically the non-existent uh, pocket awareness of Carson Wentz. Mm. Um, if if Gannon keeps up the trend of uh, of uh, blitzing, he's bl- he blitzed about, like I mentioned, one-third of the time against minnesota if he can get after carson make him uncomfortable in the game that i'm already sure he's going to be uncomfortable with the minute he sees Jalen hurts because i know the (laughs) ptsd is going to hit him at some god can you imagine (laughs) but he's going to see him and start seeing ghosts or whatever but uh but uh it's um yeah you gotta you gotta get after carson make him uncomfortable force him into bad decisions that you know he's susceptible to making and kinda and kinda go from there for Jalen hurts who already basically in today's press conference told reporters, like, I'm not doing this today. There was about four Wentz questions off the rip that they asked him. And he <laughs> said, I'm going to just say this. I'm, I'm focused on the now. Because they were asking him, like, did you learn anything from him? What was your relations <laughs> like with him? Like, yeah, what, he didn't even them, want to oh. touch
2: on the positive
1: stuff? He said, well, he said, he said like, um, you know, we were, we were, uh, res- we were, it was mutual respect between the two of us as football players. I, I learned how to be a pro because of him when I was a rookie. And, you know, no, I wish him nothing but the best. And then they asked him, like, "Do you guys text? Do you guys talk? Like, what was the relationship like?" And Jalen heard. Jalen's
2: mind's so sharp.
1: Yeah, well, it's the being a PR major, bro. When you when you major in public relations, you're not going to catch this
2: man slipping.
1: (laughs) So we're gonna hopefully we get a a repeat performance because if it's going to be a gunslinging matchup, I don't Um, know if that's a matchup uh, (laughs) we want to see. But I will say, when it comes to uh, throws of ten plus yards this season per PFF, for all you guys that. All right, you know, live and die by PFF. I'm not one of them, but I appreciate some of their stats here and there. And this is one of them who uh, out of all quarterbacks in the NFL right now after two weeks, highest passer rating on throws of 10 plus yards this season. Justin Herbert leads 149.3. Pat Mahomes, 133.9. And then Jalen Hurts, 132.3. And then Josh Allen right behind him. So, I, it sounds like it's an elite, elite company right there. I mean, you got the you got the top three, arguably the top three quarterbacks in the league. Actually, I think those are the top three. Mahom, uh, yeah. Mahomes, Allen, and Herbert is exactly how I would rank them. And you got Hurts in that conversation. Highest passive rating on throws of 10-plus yards. Not bad for a noodle arm. Not bad for a running back. Not bad for a guy who got benched for two is all I ever hear. So, speaking of two, Ooh. I mean, these Alabama right, quarterbacks, that's... man, hey, hell of a week too for that for, for for the Alabama guys but man what a what a what a episode. What a game. What a night. What a win in week two for the Philadelphia. <laughs> we love that statement. Oh, the, the commentary the team was Eagles. awesome in
2: this game too. Oh,
1: I love Joe Buck. I don't know why Joe Buck has the slander he does. Maybe it's because of his early uh career like shenanigans. But I I it, it was I a don't bit know. there's weird. something
2: about a night game at the link and Joe Buck's losing his mind. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like yeah, that quiz. That just it's just you could tell in that touchdown Jalen ran in, like he was hyped. He was stunned. Yeah, Jalen found it. a way to get into the end zone.
1: It is just. It is just. I'm. I'm still stunned that he found a way to get in that end zone. It was Does literally a, the coming out part. To
2: Carson's uh, Houdini Little, play against Washington. Yeah, yeah the duck. K-
1: yeah, yeah. It's up. It's it's definitely up there. That's all but I made you the comparison like,
2: to. Like when you think of like iconic players, obviously you'll think of games, but there was, there's always specific moments. Like for example, I just used the Carson Houdini play. You think that Monday Night Massacre with Vic? You think of that that bomb off the rip to Deshaun. Like this game, mm-hmm. I would probably say that's him. Yeah, that play rushing into the end zone yeah. there, running over three secondary players. Like, mm-hmm.
1: Or the or the, uh, the the pose after the fifty three yard. Like these are That's these are saying, all but... still shot that you're going to remember. And like I said, if this is a sign of things to come for the Philadelphia Eagles moving forward. Oh boy! But it starts with the uh, reunion tour coming up this weekend. Carson Wentz. Then you got Doug.
2: <laughs> You got Doug coming to town in week four. The reunion tour. That's hilarious. it is. That's
1: what it is. It's Carson West, and then we got face Doug at home in week four. It's like a we'll, storybook, man. And then we'll be in uh, Arizona for week five. So it'll be oh, fun. Fun God. times this coming up. Fun. fun times coming up, guys. Appreciate you all for tuning into this episode. Sorry that uh, we didn't do a react immediately after. I kind of like to uh, uh, to uh, like watch it again and get like a better feel of it, not just my emotions uh, after. Appreciate you guys for uh, for remaining patient. We'll do a full blown. Uh, preview show what's tomorrow Thursday we can bang one out tomorrow I guess we'll do it let everybody listen it to out this by one like
2: Friday or something
1: yeah we'll do it we'll do it tomorrow night get it out Friday morning uh, for you guys please subscribe Apple iTunes Spotify Stitcher iHeartRadio Odyssey anywhere else you get your episodes please review and uh, rate five stars everyone does help with the show follow me the host Victor Williams on Twitter at the Philly Pod follow Steven as Steven Conrad Jr real Steven Conrad Jr on Instagram he has a nice uh, recent post that a lot of uh, males, oh, women and yes. females, yeah, would, would enjoy. So go <laughs> ahead and look at that. Go ahead and take a look uh, at all social profiles. Tons and tons of content galore. Be sure to follow the LibertyLine.com. Around the clock coverage on all five major Philly sports. Eagles, Sixers, Flyers, Phillies, and the Union. Until the next one, y'all, peace out from the Philly Pop.